1: Well, hello, I'm Kitty Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl, but there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me.
0: Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And I have a fellow Dear Media podcaster with me, Anish who has an amazing podcast called Currently Cringing. Explain to me a little bit about your podcast and how it came about.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm a super fan. It's 10 a.m. here in Miami, and I've got extreme lashes and red lipstick just for you. Oh, you're
0: so cute. I love that, a little bit of girl power. Thank you so much. I'm always blown away that I have any fans left out there. So nice to meet one. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> yes. So it's called currently cringing because at 33, I left my cushy New York job. I left my amazing boyfriend who checked all the boxes, moved back home with my parents, had sort of a, I guess, a crisis, a mental crisis, a silent meltdown. And I just thought this isn't life. I'm not happy. And I've checked all the boxes. I've always been that golden girl, you know, that everyone was like, oh, she's got it all. But I was miserable. And so I was living my life for other people. And so I moved back home at 33, filmed Family Karma on Bravo, started my own business, and I live with my parents. And now I'm 36 (laughs) and I'm single. You live with your parents? I still live with my parents. Why? Well, I had plans to move, to be honest with you last year, but the pandemic happened. And I thought, I don't really want to be alone in some apartment somewhere. And so I've continued to stay at home. So the plan is to move this year and, you know, living with your parents, nothing's happening. There's no action. I've been celibate for years. You've been celibate
0: for years, three years, You're not alone. I'm not going to name names, but I have a couple of girlfriends out here that were telling me the same thing, and I can't even believe you can get to years. But I worry about that for you. And what happens to women that do that is it becomes such a bloody event and I kind of think you just need to get out there and literally jump on the first guy that comes apart, comes past you. Because now my girlfriend's are like, I'm waiting for the right one. Well, let me tell you, the right one never comes. So you'll be waiting a fuck of a long time. And you've already waited a fuck of a long time. And the, the expectation and the it's so scary that you kind of just have to jump on the postman at this point.
1: So I am with you. And that is now the plan. I got over it. The right person is not coming along and not in a negative way, but I'm going to jump on someone. Don't worry. That is the plan. And I think that's happening quite soon because I have a lot of suitors and I just need to pick one.
0: You just need to pick one. I, you know, I said to my girlfriend who was telling me the same story and she's like, well, you know, but what if someone finds out? And I'm like, well then travel, travel and jump on the first guy and don't give him your real name and then go home. (laughs) Because I'm like, you've now built this into such an epic event. You're going to freeze. You're going to panic. You're going to freeze. And it's like, you literally think the guy that enters you is now going to have to marry you.
1: I don't feel that way. I am ready to lose my celibacy card. And believe it or not, like you said, I am the CEO of celibacy right now. But there are a lot of people in this underground celibacy world. It's just no one's talking about it. There are. And you get stuck in it
0: you know, through no fault of your own. And I understand. And then it becomes, you know, it becomes a few months, then it becomes six months, six months become a year. And then you're like, then it's petrifying. Mm -hmm. Then you kind of feel like you've fallen off the wagon. You don't know how to get back on, you know, is it one night stands, you know, especially for our generation, maybe not yours, but it, it was considered like, so taboo. Now I'm like, I said to my girlfriend, she's like, no, no, I've been kissing this guy for six months we're really into each other. Um, yes i said to her i can assure you if you're kissing him someone else is ending it what's happening is you're leaving and he's calling the next girl that is finishing what you started there is no way on the planet he's been kissing you for six months and not ending it with somebody else she genuinely believed they were like having a little story and i'm sure they are But he's, you know, I can assure you, and I'm like, I don't even have to think about it. He is somebody else is finishing it off,
1: For sure. And I think it's our conservative upbringing that has made us this way. I will say I'm a very practical person. I am not a hopeless romantic. I'm very practical. So I think having that conservative upbringing and growing up with Indian parents, they're savage. I am not a fool. I know I need to get rid of this new V-card that I've acquired, and I'm not going to catch feelings. I'm just waiting for someone hot, to be honest with you, and I haven't found anyone hot.
0: It also puts the guy off, because he's like, there's so much expectation. Can you imagine being the guy that has to come back into that parking house? They're
1: not going to know.
0: I, please, <laughs> except that you're on um, a giant platform telling everyone, but okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, they're not gonna know. Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. Look you know, you become a wife and a mother and you become sort of almost too prim and proper, even though you're not underneath, right? But you've built this sort of facade of who you should be to the world. And it's even to your husband. And I think when you start at my age with a young lover, you're not really embarrassed about anything because, you know...
1: And I was with someone for 12 years, so you're very comfortable. And, you know, at that point, you're just trying everything. However, you said the words prim and proper... That's how I grew up. I grew up, you know, I took etiquette classes. I wore knee-high socks. Very Indian, very British, I would say. I mean, my mom is an English lit major. She speaks like a Shakespearean. And here I am saying, I have big dick energy. And so I've come out of that whole prim and proper world and just become who I am.
0: How does she feel about that?
1: She hated it and she was like, you need to be more femme. You need to wear, you know, more feminine clothes. You can't speak like this. Men don't like it. And now, you know, with the show and the podcast and just being who I truly am and not caring what people think she has accepted me and she now takes part in my banter and the humor and she loves it. And she's actually now my biggest fan.
0: Amazing. So do you talk about sex with her or not really?
1: Now I do and I've learned in this kind of household, it's your job to train your parents. I call it training. I train my parents. I talk about everything in front of them and now they've become more comfortable. And my mom has told me at this point, I don't want to know what you're doing. Just call me to the wedding. She's like, I don't need to know about the in-between guys.
0: I mean, that's amazing because I thought and you weren't really meant to have sex before marriage before. and
1: I've always done my own thing. And frankly, I don't think I was raised to not have sex before marriage. I was more raised to be a very feminine woman with a career and a husband. And the husband thing is, has not happened. And that's kind of what my mom wants right now. She's like, I just want you to get married. But having been in a 12-year relationship, and it not working out, I think marriage is obsolete. I've listened to your podcast. I think you can have many soulmates. I think
0: long-term ma- marriage is setting yourself up for a fall, and I think that's a great way to go into whatever marriage you go into because not only can you protect yourself, i.e., you know, you can form a partnership that isn't, like, set up that you're going to last for the rest of your life, that is set up that going, okay, you know what? Like, if I marry Sergio now, we would, you know, have paperwork up the wazoo, you know, that what his is his, mine and mine, and what we make together is great. We talk about this stuff all the time, Where I think we didn't back in the day, because you know, I also have said this to him many times. I don't want him stuck with me where he feels he can't get out ever. I want him to be here as long as he wants to be here. And it works for both of us. And we're having a great time. And, you know, I don't want a relationship ever to be hard work. And it seems to me that you seem to have that great, that attitude too which is a very, very empowering attitude to go in. And by the way, very sexy. You'll be meeting, you will attract a completely different type of guy. Maybe not while you're living at home, but once you're out and you go out into the world with this, I've got work, I've got the show, I've got the, you know, you're very like me, you're very boisterous, you know, I think you've just frozen your eggs. which is taking control as well. And I love that you're into wild sex. I think it's so important to discover yourself now and not do it later because I think so many women my age are discovering their sex life at 40 something. Like to be able to ask for what you want and to know what you want in the bedroom like is amazing for you and for your partner because you'll have so much more fun. And you'll, again, you'll get a
1: different type of guy. Definitely. And I think being with someone you're comfortable with is very important. The reason I was open in the past to do all those things is because someone made me feel amazing. So I also want to tell people out there, you need to be with someone that thinks you're God's greatest gift to this world.
0: Literally. And I didn't even think that was possible because my ex was sort of so over my stories and sort of the Caroline train. And I think doing what we do, it becomes all about us. Even if they've got big jobs, everybody wants to meet us. West, I think Sergio actually really does believe that the sun shines out of my house. I mean, like really. And it does, honey. It does. It really does. Because if he believes it enough, it does. If I said to him, honey, we're moving to Mexico. He'd be like, okay, when? Today? And I'm like, yeah, today. And he'd be like, okay, let's go. You know, it's that easy with him. West. I think everything always a drama before it's like you know you have to think and talk and it's like have a family meeting and it's like I'm just not built that way and I think once you uncomplicate your life life is pretty fucking wonderful I mean I think people look at my Instagram and think oh my god nothing ever happens to her she has no problems it does it's just that with him somehow I'm not focused on it's like what will be will be They can be life-changing things I'm gonna lose all my money but I'm okay because I've got him and that's honestly how I feel like when he holds my hand and we go walking down the road, it's like, oh, well, I don't, you know, do I really need such a big house? You know?
1: For me, I want people to know as well, I've done the work on myself. The past three years of celibacy was, you know, it just kind of happened, but it was also somewhat intentional. I took the past three years to work on myself. And we've talked about this. I've heard it on your podcast as well. I talk about it on mine, the law of attraction, having a positive mindset, knowing what you want, having a vision for your life. I did that for the past three years through blood, sweat, and tears. Literally, it was rough some days. I was at rock bottom, but I've come out of it now and I know exactly what I want. And so, like you said, there was a struggle. It's not like everything happens overnight. I've put in the work.
0: So let's take a little break from the show and- I want to have a quick talk about Skillshare. And first of all, thank them so much for sponsoring today's show. So thank you, Skillshare. It's an online learning community that offers memberships with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create and support fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. And I'm all about bettering yourself, furthering yourself. I'm a creative personally, and I'm also now an entrepreneur. And there are so many amazing courses and I, you know, I'm always preaching, you know, take your courses, better yourself, go back to school, learn a skill and get back into the workforce. If you wanted to become a, you know, YouTuber, there's YouTube script and edit with Marquis Brownlee, which is a great guide if you're a budding YouTuber or the art of ideas into high growth businesses with Guy Kowalski, which is another one that I was very interested in hearing more about. And practice really does make perfect advancing towards a goal which is achievable with a short lesson and hands-on project. There really is nothing better than getting better. Remember that. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable compared to any other classes that you could take. The annual subscription is less than $10 a month. That's right, just $10 a month. You can't beat that, girls. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com. Forward slash DND and get a free trial of the premium membership. That's Skillshare.com forward slash D. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com forward slash D and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com forward slash DND. Let's get back to the show. Why did you leave the perfect guy on paper?
1: Because we both put our careers first. And we both lived in different cities. We didn't make a decision to get married. And coming from these conservative Indian families, constantly putting pressure on us to actually get married. When the truth is, everything was kind of working, seeing each other every Friday to Monday. I had my own place. He had his, lived in different cities. The pressure got to us, but we're very independent people. Two alphas dating each other. I'm very alpha. He's very alpha. And so... That's always a thing. And are you friends now? Yes. Once in a while, I'll ask him how he is. He'll ask me how I am. But I think it's better to leave the past where it is behind in order to move forward. I did an interesting
0: podcast last night, actually, with a girl. And she was saying, you know, I look for green flags in men. And it's such a nice way to put it, not red flags. Everyone looks for red flags these days. And I loved that she said green flags because it is, it's like, you know, you're starting on, on the right note rather than looking, looking for the bad all the time. You know, I hate you go out to a date and you automatically look for a red flag. Why can't you automatically look for a green flag and say, okay, he's amazing. You know, there's something good about him. I'm going to see him again. I'm going to give him a chance. I really believe that to have a good, passionate sort of new start, you need to be able to change your patterns in life. What did you learn from that relationship that you, know, that you would take into the future now to change the way you looked before? I mean, obviously you've said you've worked on yourself and you've changed and you've been celibate. So you're going in with a completely clean slate in a way.
1: Yeah, so I don't need to be with someone that checks all the boxes for my parents. I don't need to be with someone that's six foot <laughs> the superficial things, first of all, you know, there's a connection, there needs to be attraction, but all those, you know, Oh, a a really successful career. No, I already have that now. So I don't need to look for someone that is important to me, but I don't need someone to take care of me because that's what I was looking for before I was with someone that was taking care of me. You know, I made my own money. I've been very successful, but those traditional roles of man and wife. That doesn't have to happen anymore. And I will say I've never paid a bill in my life with a man, but that's changing now. I have my own money. I can take care of myself. I think that's
0: really key in a relationship to try and build a partnership with someone and take that out. Like when I discuss my future with Sergio, I see us 50-50. I see us in, you know, this role. And I, I get asked a lot because people, I think, because they, they're they fascinated to understand how the money works in our, our relationship. And I have no problem being 50-50 with him at all. And even with our future businesses and the things we're working on together, we invest together now. And we talk about where we put, want to put our money. Now, obviously, if if I wanted to buy a car and use money towards it, and things like this, or we're putting into houses, you know, that's fine. I, you know, it doesn't matter who puts what in. We are a real team and I really love that. And, it, you know, if I need money or whatever, he'll put it in and, and you know, put some into the house and it's great. So it's, we just think of it as like a pot and we use each other's, which is really exciting because I think that builds a better relationship too because it keeps them there. Not, not for anything else, but other than they really see you as that your best friend and your, their buddy and their partner in life Because without you, they couldn't get there with, you know, the same way.
1: Being with someone who knows what they want as well. Yes. Because neither of us really knew what we wanted. I think you have to know what you want. And now I know what I want. You
0: spent the last three launching your business. So currently shop, which is a fashion label.
1: It's a fashion label. It's very niche. It's sustainable, size inclusive clothing. Shopcurrently.com. We go from size zero to 32. We make beautiful dresses for everybody. And, you know, I'm on family karma. I have a few other businesses as well. My mom is actually my mom So I have a lot of things going on, you said, and I'm not really relying on a man to be the cake, as you say. I'm the cake, honey. You're the cherry on top. So I'm looking for the cherry.
0: But that's what's so exciting because you can choose in a completely different way. It doesn't matter if he made it because... You're going to make him make it.
1: Yeah. I would like to say that as well. You're meeting me now. I was a very bitchy, negative, asshole girlfriend who wanted my boyfriend to do everything for me, take care of me. I wasn't in that mindset of, I'm going to do this on my own. I was relying on him to do everything for me. So it was a totally different mindset now you know, I'm independent. I'm doing things on my own. So I'm looking for a partner, an equal, a power couple. However, I'd like to take, you know, probably 70% of the blame for the past because of my own upbringing. That's how I was raised.
0: No. And I understand that, but I mean, you've now, it takes a big girl, to turn around and take a good look at herself and pull herself back from where you were. If you sound spoiled and entitled, which is comes from your parents telling you that you deserve everything and everything should be given to you. And I was brought up that way too. And I remember my grandmother going, oh, I can't believe you're going to the pub to go and meet him. You should wait, he should pick you up. I'm like, if I waited for the guy to pick me up, I'd be in this house for a very long time. How do you think from now on, like how are you, like, I mean, especially in the world we're living, how are you going to meet the guy? How are you going to meet guys in full stop? You've got a plan to get on the first guy, the first hot guy you see, but how are you going to meet that hot guy?
1: So I'm going to get into this in detail on my pod as well. I do not use dating apps. I agree with you. I think it's all like for hookups and I've used multiple dating apps for a week. I did like an experiment. It was a cesspool. It was the same guys on all of them. I kept seeing the same people, I've never used a dating app in my life. Fortunately for me, I have a lot of good people around me. And I say that too, you need to surround yourself with stellar people, stellar humans that are looking out for you and they're good. And they set me up with people. So I actually get set up with people all the time. Unfortunately, in the past, I might've met someone amazing and I just wasn't ready. I am now in the mindset of, Okay, I'm ready to go out there and do this. And so I'm actually talking to multiple people right now all the time.
0: So let's take another break from the show and discuss more beauty. So, you know, you guys, I'm so well, one of my biggest questions I keep telling you is my hair. And I love these new uh, products by Function. And, you know, we've all got goals to be healthy, find the great work life balance, improve our relationships. But have you got hair goals? I don't know. I do. I mean, my hair was so thin and sort of it broke all the time and I had real problems growing the back of it. So I really have tried to sort of get it back on track. And, you know, Function Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering a precise formula for your hair's specific needs, which is why I really wanted to try it because, you know, my hair is... You know, obviously it gets overly bleached, overly dried. I'm always having to play with it. So it's so important that it looks great. And obviously it's a big part of what I do. So all you have to do is take a quick quiz and tell them a little bit about your hair type. I don't know about you, but you know, a lot of hair changes with the season. And with that, you're able to change your products with the seasons and your hair goals with every single shipment to you. So every ingredient in Function Beauty uses it's vegan, cruelty-free, and there are over 50 trillion possible formulations. And Function of Beauty has over real 50,000 five-star reviews, and Function Beauty offers completely personalized formulas for both your body and skincare as well as you, and you can customize your beauty routine from your head to your toe. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com/dnd and take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com/dnd and let them know we sent you and get 20% off your order. functionofbeauty.com/dnd And then a zoom date. Oh my God. I mean, like, I isn't this awkward? Like, I mean, we've just met now. I can't even imagine how you get into sex after this. Like, how does this get sexy?
1: You talk through text first, obviously. And then you have the zoom date. And if the zoom date works out, then you decide to meet each other. And if you don't, you don't. And I am a firm believer in, I don't need to talk to you online much. I need to meet you. The sooner I can meet you, the better. So I'm not talking to guys for weeks at a time. We're talking. And if we're not connecting, we're not meeting. If we're talking and we're connecting, we're meeting. And then we'll see how that goes. But I'm not talking to guys for months or weeks. Like that's not happening. I think you only really know the chemistry you have with someone after you meet them in person.
0: Are you feeling the pressure now for like family and marriage?
1: I've been feeling the pressure since I was 25. So I've been feeling the pressure for 10 years.
0: Wow. And are you over the pressure now? Because having frozen your eggs, you just like, fuck it, I'm fine.
1: I would be lying if I said I was over it. I'm not. It's always there. I have good days and bad days. Are you quite an
0: emotional person?
1: No, that is something I lack. I think because of our upbringing, I am not touchy-feely. I'm not very emotional. I rarely cry. And I've noticed I've hurt a lot of guys because of that, you know, without realizing that You know, you think, oh, these men are tough. They're kind of just like us too. They have feelings. And so I also want to tell people out there to be a little nicer to men because without realizing, I've hurt guys just by just from being me without knowing because I lack that emotional intelligence. I'm working on that. Men get
0: quite a hard rap and I always try and stick up for them. You know, it's like when they say all men cheat, all men are assholes, all men are this. It's rubbish. Loads of women cheat women are assholes too. We, we all play a part in divorce. We all play a part in a bad marriage. We all play a part in a bad relationship. And I don't believe that the man should be the sole provider anymore because it's just impossible. I know how hard it is to make a single dime and pay tax and live and, and, and that these women that sit there and expect their husbands just to keep, you know, providing for them and their children and their things and then, you know, and not collapse under the weight of it. If I was a man, I'd never get married. So, you know, I completely think we are fucking ourselves. And that's why I think if we come into it with the new attitude of like, I'm, this is what I'm bringing to the table. This is what you're going to bring to the table. This is how we're going to do it. You know, you're now probably, you're a much nicer person. You're more relaxed, you know, having frozen your eggs. I have frozen my eggs too. The great thing about that is, you know, look, I mean, At my age, it's much harder to get pregnant than at yours. You've got quite a few years, uh, you'll you'll be okay. At least we have that choice. We have a choice. You can sit back, you can relax. You cannot make the right, wrong decision because of the pressure anymore. You know, there are a lot of women your age that still haven't had children. You know, as long as it's not looming on you the whole time, you actually can lead a better life because by the time you have them, you'll have really chosen the man and chosen to have them. And, you know, you're, as you said, you're going to look for a very different type of guy right now. And that guy is going to be your best friend.
1: And I had that in the past. My ex was an amazing, he's an amazing guy. Like I'm the moron. I was the one that, you know, grew up in this family and had these ideas of what life should be like. And with regard to kids and marriage, I don't know many people that I aspire to be like who are married. So for a long time, I'll be honest with you, Caroline, I didn't want to get married, and I did not want to have kids. That is all new. That happened last year. I never wanted to get married, and I never wanted to have children.
0: Wow. Okay, that's amazing. I thought you were the other way around.
1: Yes, and there's a whole group of people, I would put myself in this category now. A lot of people are content in these long-term partnerships where they're not going to get married, and they might have children as well, because... I think marriage is kind of obsolete as well. So there, are, there's a whole new generation of people in their mid-30s and their 40s who are just going to be together and not get married. I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think if we start teaching young girls to gain their
0: independence and have the right to choose, people said, do you ask, did you ask your parents whether you can marry you know, Sergio? Or do you ask, did you ask somebody? I'm like, no. I got to 44 years old and I've decided absolutely not. I'm not asking anyone. I don't need to know... Un- what you have to say at this point in my life, you don't pay my bills and I'm not talking about my parents or anyone, you know, you don't pay my bills, you're not running my life and you're not going to be there when I die. So, you know, my mistakes are my mistakes to make. And, you know, if I want to have six marriages, 10 marriages, or this, if I want to get married on a beach, alone with Sergio overnight, I will. And I don't need to have family meetings. I don't need to ask permission. And I'm not going to, I spent my whole life asking for permission when I went to boarding school, permission to piss, permission to go to bed, permission to wake up, permission to eat, permission, permission to poo. You know, I'm not doing it anymore.
1: That's been my whole life. I'm only living my best life. I would say in the past two years, prior to that, I was asking everyone if I could do this, can I do this? And most of the time it was no. And then you start just not giving a fuck and doing whatever you want. And so this is a whole new world for me that I'm entering because for the first time in my life, I'm doing whatever I want. And I don't care what anyone thinks.
0: And good things come to you when you start living like that, by the way, bizarrely, that's why I say, say. We say selfish is the new black. It's not really selfish. I don't mean, you know, being, you know, horribly selfish, but selfish with good intention. And I think when you stop putting yourself out to please everybody else, because you put yourself out so much that you end up making yourself so unhappy and so uncomfortable at the expense of, you know, making everyone else happy. So you do all the work. I realized I was making all the money, you know, like now and making all the money, paying for all the bills, making everyone else happy and then getting the shit end of the stick for myself.
1: I've always been financially independent, but there's something unique about being fan- financially financial dependent and knowing you're in charge of your own bills. It's two different things to work for fun and then work to actually pay your bills. When you live our kind of lifestyle, we're living for the present. Why are you going to break your head about the future that doesn't exist and the past, which is a bucket of ashes? All we have is now, that's why my brand is called Currently. We just have this current moment, so enjoy your life, guys.
0: Enjoy your life. I think that's a really good place to end this. To be honest, but because we are at a stage where this is it—you have one shot at this—and I think you know, I, I I learned with through Buddhism, you know, it's it's genuinely an egg timer. You don't get to flip it over; it's just going very, very fast. And if you don't live in the now, you can't. You 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 don't know what future you're saving yourself for. And I don't believe in saving yourself for tomorrow because tomorrow may never come. So. Thank you so much for joining me. I love talking to you and it's a fascinating story and good for you for like because you it reminds me so much of my upbringing and I think to come out the other side and change yourself is incredibly brave as a young, you know, woman especially from a sort of very culturally led background to to turn your back on it and say fuck it I'm going to do it my way. And uh, I think you'll teach a lot of young girls a lot of things.
1: Yes, and thank you for having me. You are an inspiration. And I like to say we are all a work in progress. We are.
0: And I'm looking forward to coming on your podcast. So bye day.
1: Thank you, Caroline.
0: Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action.